Disney fans, looking for the latest Disney news? And interviews with some of Disney's biggest stars? Have we got the podcast for you. Welcome to D23 Inside Disney. I'm Tony from Good Morning America. I'm Jeffrey from D23. And I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. And together we're taking you Inside Disney. Well, hello there, Tony. Hi, Jeffrey. How are you? Good. It's just the guys this week. Just the two of us. Yep. <laughs> Our fabulous friend, Sherry. Congratulations. She got married. Ooh, our sweet baby, Sherry. So happy for her. Uh, so she is not with us for our new section today, but we were very lucky that she joined us to interview our very special guest today, Tony Hale. There was no way she was going to miss that. I think she would have come back from a honeymoon, <laughs> like on the moon, if she needed to, to talk to Tony Hale, really? who's going to chat all about the new Disney Plus series, The Mysterious Benedict Society. But those of us who are deep, deep cut fans of his, like he talks all about creating Forky. He's just hilarious and awesome. So stay tuned to that and a lot of other Disney stuff. Tony, this week, our friends at Disney Publishing, apparently knowing that I was going to be seeing my niece Dylan very soon, oh. said to me, oh, we have this book we think your niece will like. It is the new Big City Greens Blood Moon book. It, of oh. course, takes place on Halloween, which is Sherry's second favorite holiday because I it's favorite. near Thanksgiving, <laughs> which is near Christmas. Big City Greens. Dylan is going to love this little adorable book. It comes out right around 4th of July. So very excited to give her that. I'm sure she will love that. And her mother will say, why? Why do you give her more stuff? Why not? Oh, it's so My cute. Job. I love the cover, too. It's very, very cute. And I finished Big Shot. I, the show just wrapped up. Oh, yes. So good. So satisfying. Our good pal, Yvette Nicole Brown, our fourth unofficial host. She's just terrific. Our good friend, John Stamos. Obviously, John. Yes. Such a great show. Super optimistic. I just, it was like a, a great feel good comedy. I loved it. So what have you been watching or doing? Well, I've also been binging some Disney Plus. I actually rewatched High School Musical, the musical, the series season one to do a full recap ahead Smart. of season two, and I'm fully caught up. It's so good, it's so hilarious. I actually watch with the subtitles on because I always have to admire the writing, mm. the off-camera voices and lines. So I had a great time this weekend. Nice. Um, well, we got a lot of news to get to, so we're gonna jump right in. True. First off, last week, my friends over at D23, they announced they're gonna be doing a special member preview of Inside the Walt Disney Archives at Graceland. I think we, you know, we've talked about this, the fabulous exhibit that has been at the Bowers down in Santa Ana is moving to the Graceland Exhibition Center. The so event cool. is going to be July 22nd. There's going to be a ribbon cutting, special guests, our good friend Becky Klein and Robert Maxheimer as well, who've both been on the show before. I believe Mr. Mike Vargo, head of D23, will be there. Um, he's been on the show. And actually everyone who's, pretty much everyone who is appearing there has been on the show because they also are having... Disney legend Bill Farmer, the voice of Goofy and Pluto, as well as our friend Brett Iwin, the voice of Mickey Mouse. So all of them are going to be there for this very special event on July 22nd. You can read all about it on the D23 website. I'm planning to be there too. So woohoo! See you in Graceland. I want to go. Now that we can travel again, I want to go. Oh, Come on, join so us. I'm going to. Come as my guest. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, next up, it's a boy. A new giraffe calf Aww. has joined the world at Disney's Animal Kingdom Park. He came in at six feet tall, weighing 183 <laughs> pounds, and was born on June 10th. I'm happy to report also his mom, Lily, is said to be doing very well. They're spending lots of time together. Quick note, if you are heading to Disney's Animal Kingdom anytime soon, park guests will be able to see these two on Kilimanjaro safaris, fan favorite of mine as well. Mm, love it. You'll be able to see the two of them in the coming weeks when the pair joins the herd in the savannah. Welcome to the world, little one. I love these little birth announcements. And of course, lots of pictures up on the Disney Parks blog. So cute, so cute. Also on the Disney Parks blog, just announced more details about the world's most magical celebration in honor of Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary coming October 1st. We already knew Harmonious was coming to Epcot. We knew Remy's Ratatouille Adventure was going to be opening at Epcot as well. But now a new nighttime spectacular called Disney Enchantment is going to kick off the festivities at Magic Kingdom. It's going to go all the way from Cinderella Castle down Main Street, USA. The concept art is beautiful. Over at Disney's Animal Kingdom, Disney Kite Tales is going to take to the sky with all sorts of wind watchers and kites and different shapes and sizes depicting characters like Simba and Zazu and Baloo and Mickey. Very, very fun stuff. Plus, those of us who were lucky enough to go to Disneyland's 50th anniversary, they had all these hidden 50s, like fun 50s that you could find all around the park. There were, in fact, I believe 50 of these 50s. Disney World, not to be outdone, at Magic Kingdom is going to have 50 character sculptures that you're going to be able to find across all four theme parks. So debuted a couple of them were going to be looking like Mickey and Minnie at the hub. Really fun. And I love, you know, just anything to add even more magic to a vacation. Like I, I love finding those things and you know, creating a checklist. My OCD kicks in like high gear. <laughs> also announced our good friend Kevin Kern from the Walt Disney Archives, Tim O'Day, and my old pal Stephen Vagnini, who used to work with D23 and the Walt Disney Archives and is now part of Walt Disney Imagineering, together have co-authored Walt Disney World, A Portrait of the First Half Century, a beautiful new coffee table book. I actually did have the good fortune to preview this, and it is beautiful. And the photos, some are just unbelievable, classic, just amazing. So that will also be coming out right in time for the 50th. So awesome. So And also so much more to come, I feel, before we get to October. So I'm totally. so excited. Every week more keeps coming. And I'm yep. so, so excited. Well, next up, Disney Channel has ordered Kiff, a nutty animated buddy comedy series following an optimistic squirrel whose best intentions often lead to complete chaos with her best friend, Barry, a sweet and mellow bunny. I don't know if that's actually a description for the two of us. I was going to say, I feel like, yeah, I mean, that that could be. Well, excited for that headed to Disney Channel. But a part of the channel's jump into WOW Summer, two new series are premiering on Disney Junior uh, as well. Marvel's Spidey and His Amazing Friends. Friday, August 6th, and Mickey Mouse Funhouse on Friday, August 20th. Aw. Oh, boy. (laughs) Sorry, that was not very good. Apologies to our pal Brad Iwin. (laughs) We'll fix it in post. Well, in other animated news, Disney Plus is going to be premiering Kizazimoto Generation Fire. So this is 14 creators from six different African countries have brought their unique vision to create a 10-part collection of 
premium films set to debut exclusively on Disney Plus in late 2022. The images from this that they released, you can see them on d23.com, are stunning. Just the colors are rich, just beautiful. And the anthology really brings together this new wave of animation stars to take us on a wildly entertaining ride into Africa's future. So I cannot wait to see those. Coming a little bit sooner, though, to Disney Plus in an awesome surprise announcement. Originally, the Peter Jackson documentary, The Beatles Get Back, was going to be released in theaters, but there was so much footage that Peter Jackson reviewed, edited. It's going to bypass cinema, it's going to be presented as three separate episodes on Disney Plus. Each episode's about two hours in length. So, I, I mean, that would have been a long time to be sitting in a movie theater. And it will roll out over three days during Thanksgiving, November 25th, November 26th, and November 27th. So a documentary all about the Beatles and their incredible music and their the legacy that they have created. Oh, so good. Well, I have to confess I've gotten a bit of a sneak peek on this one, but the official trailer is here for the Robin Roberts Disney Plus original series, Turning the Tables. I'm, of course, particularly excited for this one. My gal pal, Robin Roberts, who's co-anchor for a little show called Good Morning America. Never heard of it. (laughs) She hosts and executive produces this series, which is also executive produced by the one and only LeBron James. So... Mm. Guests will include Debbie Allen, Jamie Lee Curtis, Melissa Etheridge, Billie Jean King, Raven Simone, and so many more. As the show's title suggests, the guests will often turn the tables and interview Robin Roberts and each other. The series premieres Wednesday, July 28th on Disney+. And if you missed it, you can catch the trailer right now on the Disney Plus YouTube page. Nice. Well, also coming to Disney Plus on July 28th, a new 12-episode animated series, Chip and Dale Park Life. Yes. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, how's my heart? But Chip and Dale have been long been two of my very, very favorite characters. So each episode is comprised of three seven-minute stories following our furry fuzzy friends who are just trying to live the good life in a big city park while having some epic adventures. Cannot wait to see that show but a little bit sooner you know what we've got i don't know jeffrey what have we got well we've got five fantastic things to watch this weekend courtesy of our friends at d23 the official disney fan club for complete details visit d23.com jeffrey what's up first well jeffrey funny you would ask (laughs) new to disney plus is one of my favorite movies from when i was a kid i guess technically i was a teenager which is shows how old Mm i am adventures in babysitting I love this movie so much. And also my friend Anthony Rapp happens to be one of the co-stars. So I can't wait to let him know that that's coming up this weekend. New to the Disney Plus library. Love that. Well, Jeffrey, question for you. Are you hungry? I'm always hungry, Tony. It's embarrassing. (laughs) Well, that's relatable and fitting for the premiere of Wolfgang, Friday, June 25th on Disney Plus. It's an original documentary film that chronicles the inspiring story of Wolfgang Puck. You know, I've worked with Wolfgang and his team many times for the Oscars, Mm. and he's just a -a one-of-a-kind human being. Uh, This documentary is about his life, and it's an incredible must-watch for this weekend. I can't wait. It looks so great, and I'm, I'm a huge, huge fan of his 
restaurants. Also on Friday, June 25th on Hulu is a movie that I will be too scared to watch. It is False Positive starring Ilana Glazer and Justin Theroux. She's trying to get pregnant and Pierce Brosnan as a doctor enters the picture. And I'm already, I can't keep reading it because I'm already like getting like goosebumps. Nope, nope, nope. But what I will be doing on Sunday, June 27th is sitting down for the 24th anniversary of Hercules. Gonna watch that on Disney Plus. I love that movie. I love the song Go the Distance. And maybe wouldn't it be nice to have the guy who sang the pop version of Go the Distance on the podcast coming up one time? Uh, One could only wish. Okay. Upon a star for that. I like that one. We'll see what we can do about that. Okay. Well, for those who haven't heard me say it yet, happy Pride, everyone. Happy Pride. This is me. Pride Celebration Spectacular premieres Sunday, June 27th at 8 p.m. Eastern on Disney Plus's Facebook and YouTube pages. This is really fun. It's a celebration of the LGBT community, creators, Disney employees, and fans. It's Disney Plus's first ever virtual variety show hosted by, oh, oh my goodness, Nina West and performances including Alex Newell, Di Capella, Frankie Rodriguez, Haley Kiyoko, Jackie Cox, Kermit the Frog, Michael James Scott, and Todrick Hall. So that. Amazing. I've been friends with Jackie Cox for many years, so. And we're neighbors. We're here together somewhere in Hell's Kitchen. Hi, Jackie. I believe she's in the UK right now, but you know, Mm -hmm. that's okay. She can still listen to the podcast no matter where she is. Sure can. Well, on to today's guest. Before making a huge splash as a utensil come to life in a certain Pixar film, for Disney, this actor voices roles on Jake and the Neverland Pirates, Doc McStuffins, Star vs. the Forces of Evil, and Chicken Squad, with our unofficial fourth host, Yvette Nicole Brown. But it was his debut as Forky in Toy Story 4 that he carved his way into our hearts as only a sport can do. Now he's starring in the Mysterious Benedict Society on Disney Plus as not one, but two unsportgettable characters. Please welcome <laughs> to the show, the incredible Tony Hale. Way to, way to throw Woo-hoo. out a pun. Oh, <laughs> this group is all about the puns. I love it. <laughs> We are. It's true. So obviously you're known for doing incredible live action television series for other networks that we won't mention, but for (laughs) Disney until now, almost all of your work has been voicing memorable characters. So any thoughts as to why that may be? I don't know. I'm just so thankful (laughs) to be offered the gigs. (laughs) I've just got that voice that's, that's uh, chimes like that's off. That's an odd voice. Who's that? But no, I'm just so thankful to, that they keep saying yes. As are we. Well, Tony, the other Tony here at the table, how did Mysterious Benedict Society come about? Had you read or heard of the books before taking on the role? No, I actually, um, I was I was actually doing a play in San Francisco and I they brought it to my attention and I, I had never heard the book. So I kind of did a deep dive into Trenton Stewart's writing and loved it. And then also, but I honestly, I kind of signed up just because the opportunity of playing twins, I've never done that before. So I thought that would be really exciting. And then when the pandemic hit, it kind of, my reason for doing it kind of got bigger. When the story starts, something called the emergency is happening, this global crisis, and everybody's kind of in this state of fear and panic. And then my character, Mr. Benedict, brings these four gifted uh, kids together to find the source. And 
what I love about it is these kids don't have, you know, wild magical powers. Their superpower is their intellect, their creativity, and their empathy. And I just think after the year we've had, those are superpowers. Like those are superpowers. Mm -hmm. And it kind of made doing it just much more important to me. And it was really exciting to be, and I felt honored to be a part of it, honestly. Wow. Well, in the show, as you mentioned, you play two very different roles. What was that like? Fun? Was it challenging? Both? Maybe neither? (laughs) (laughs) It was the worst experience. (laughs) Yeah, it was all that. Uh, It was daunting at first because you obviously want to create two very different people. But then I think, I mean, not to sound all actory, but like, one thing I have to do when I do these characters or any characters that you, you got to find parts of yourself in these characters. And, you know, cause I, I think if I don't do that, then I'll just be playing an idea of like good guy villain. And so I had to find pieces of myself in Benedict and then pieces of myself in Curtin. And that way, when I can do that and when I resonate with those places, then I feel like I'm kind of bringing the most authentic version of those characters to the table. And hopefully that's what happened. But it was a lot of fun, and but it was all the above, to answer your question. Uh, you mentioned the kids. They always say you should avoid filming with animals and children. You ended up with four <laughs> children. Was it okay? How did you survive? Again, nightmare. No. <laughs> Honestly, I have a lot of admiration for these kids because these four kids, Emmy, Marta, uh, Mystic, and Seth, you know, not only are they signing up to do, you know, a, a big Disney show, and that can be very daunting, but they're doing it in the middle of a pandemic and they all had to leave. They had a parent with them, but they had to leave their homes and couldn't return for five months. We couldn't go back and forth. They're doing school at the same time. I didn't have to do that. And all of that at the same time, they show up with a good attitude every day on set. And that just is, you know, that's spinning a lot of plates. And I have a lot of respect for those kids and just really good at what they do. So I'm excited for everybody to kind of meet them and, and see what they did. I mean, you say spinning a lot of plates. We prefer juggling a lot of sporks. I feel like we've got to keep <laughs> it all back. Jeffrey, that is a great transition. We are huge <laughs> Forky fans. I myself Yay! am a huge Pixar fan. What was it like creating Forky? You know, it was, <laughs> it was, um, I, well, of course, when they called me or my agent called me and told me, I was like, oh my gosh, yes. I mean, you never, nobody says no to Pixar. Whoever says no to Pixar is just, you know, an idiot. But it's like, <laughs> I said, immediately said, I said, yes. And then I went up and then they're like, hey, we'd, we'd like for you to play a spork. And I was like, all right, that took a turn. So I didn't really, I didn't really know what, I, I didn't, even, I didn't even know how to compute that. But when they told me about him and just how, kind of an existential crisis this spork was having and how he saw himself as trash but didn't really even know that that was a negative connotation he was literally trash so that's all he defined himself as and then the whole idea of Woody you know giving him a different purpose he is worthy to be loved and love and and he asks a lot of questions and he's a blank slate he's the first toy that was created that was created by one of the kids but I think my favorite thing of all of Sporky was his relationship with Gabby Gabby Mm. because, you know, everybody, I mean, speaking of Curtin and Benedict, everybody saw Gabby as the villain. Like this, this is the dark doll. And Forky didn't even know what that meant. So he just started talking to her about her, how pretty her hair was. (laughs) It's just like, you got great hair. 
and <laughs> just got to know her. And it was because he got to know her and developed it, you saw a different story to Gabby Gabby. And then you learn on that she had kind of trauma in her life. And not to bring it back to Benedict, but that's why I love, it's like, that's what empathy is about. If you take the time to learn about someone's story and not immediately put them in a category, that's where change happens. And it's just like, I loved that aspect of Forky. I loved it. Well, what we're hearing also, Tony, is your natural voice, I feel, is a little different from Forky's. So I have to ask, do kids still recognize it? Are you asked to do Forky's voice a lot? Well, what's really fun is when parents come up to me with their kid and they say, oh, this is Forky. And you can see the kid looking at me like, that's not Forky. I don't know why, <laughs> why, are, you, why are you even pointing to that? And so what's really fun when parents, when I know parents whose kids are Forky, I send the kid a voice memo from uh -huh. Forky. And I say, hey, you know, say, hey, this is Forky. I heard you're a big Toy Story fan. I just want to say I heard you're a really great kid and have a great week. And then they videotape the kid getting the memo. And the kid's like, okay, hold on. Forky left you a voicemail for me. And it's like their brain just explodes. So that's like <laughs> really, really fun. I love that stuff. Uh -huh. And Forky lives on, and Forky asks a question on Disney+. Yeah, Plus, which he does. Congratulations. Won an Emmy last year. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have a favorite one of those shorts? I would say, oh, let me think. <laughs> this is what I remember. I would say What is a Friend is probably one of my favorites. Mm. I just love the fact that he... <laughs> He thought a coffee cup was his friend. <laughs> and, you know, he's just, oh, no, no, is that, yeah, because that's the, what? No, is that that one? Yeah, because I think he's like, yeah, that's right, because he thought, he thought the coffee, he thought the coffee, wait, is that right? He thought the coffee cup's name was what? No, because the mother's holding the coffee cup while she's talking on the phone. And she's like, what? No. So I think, I think it was something it, like that. It I is definitely the smiley coffee mug. <laughs> yes. And, and then it like breaks and he's like, I don't know. I just, that whole concept, any, I mean, I don't know, just Bob, the, uh, who, who wrote them just, I, that's where I'm just blown away how creative and just who comes up with that. And it's just really admirable and blows my mind. Wow. Well, just over a year ago when the world all shut down, I mean, it feels like a decade ago at this point, you took mm. part in our story time with series where Disney posted different celebrities reading stories on social to help kind of keep kids and families entertained. And of course you read a great Forky story and because it's you, you came up with like a dozen different voices for all the characters. Does that just come naturally or how do you do that? <laughs> Sherry, it comes from so much pain. <laughs> um, <laughs> so much trauma, which I would be happy to get into. No. <laughs> I, of course, am my worst critic because I'm like, eh, they all sound the same. They all sound the same. It's just kind of fun to, I don't know, like when you kind of kick into the Southern and you're just like, well, I'm out now. Why do they, uh, you know, just like, <laughs> or something like pull out a Southerner or something. And I don't know, it's, it, it's just, you kind of do it in terms, that's kind of what happened at Pixar when I was doing Toy Stories, you kind of played with voices. And my range is typically pretty high. And so I don't have a very lower range. So I just kind of stick in the high place. And then sometimes I'll, I'll go to the low place. So just different versions of that. So we kind of played with different voices. And then Josh Cooley, who was the director, was like, yeah, I like that. Let's, let's like that. And I was like, what if Forky had a little bit of a New York edge? And he's like, you know, I, why am I doing this? And, that, and this kind of made him a little New York-y. And then we added that color to it. And then that's how it came about. So I, all that to say, I like a 
reading that book was fun, but I like a collaboration of finding a voice because I like to match the vision that they brought, you know, to see if it fits in their vision. What was it like being a part of that? I mean, your video reading had over a million views on, on all the channels. Like, what was it like being a part of that and knowing that you were, you know, helping families and kids during that time? Well, that's nice that it had a million views. That's nice. I remember when my daughter was that age, she's 15 now, so she's embarrassed by everything I do. She'll probably be embarrassed by this podcast. But um, at the time, you know, I can't imagine having a child who was, you know, four to six or something like that and not being able to go outside, you know, not being able to see their friends and not just not just not being able to see their friends, but not understanding why they can't see their friends. You know, my daughter's 15, so she had a little more understanding of kind of the bigger picture, but these kids didn't understand. So any way to cause an escape and a distraction and entertainment during the day, I mean, I hope it was a gift to parents. So it was really fun to do, honestly. And I felt honored. Well, back in 2019, you came to D23 Expo to sneak peek. I did. That's right. Yeah. That's you, right. To sneak peek, Forky asks a question. What was it like being there at D23 Expo with tens of thousands of Disney fans swarming over you? Well, <laughs> That's very nice to say. I'm a quirky sidekick, so I don't get a lot of swarming. <laughs> but I didn't like the pants I was wearing. I will say that. Um, but um, no, honestly, I go to those things and I'm in as much awe as everybody else because I've been such a fan of Disney for so long and it's been such a big part of my life. So I'm still in that space where I'm like, did they make a mistake? Am I like, you know, should I, um, I should I even be here? But it's like I'm on the carpet meeting people and overwhelmed. And, you know, I remember Jeff Goldblum was there for his series. And, you know, I'm just a huge Jeff Goldblum fan. And so I was very excited. And I think I did this like um, I did the Star Wars bit with um, uh, Josh Gad and because that was being promoted. I just, the whole thing was just fun. I just, and like there's you know, sometimes there's free food involved, which always gets me excited. So, you know, <laughs> Tony, it's like, I, well, I, I... I got to jump in here because I don't know if you remember this. I'm never going to forget it. It was at the 2019 D23 Expo. You were on the press line and I got to interview you and I was freezing and you could tell that I was really cold and you lent me your jacket for the entire press line. Oh, <laughs> I do remember this. And got it. And it was like, it was, it was just so delightful. I'll never forget oh. that. <laughs> oh, that's so nice to say. I actually do remember that because weren't you towards the end? Were you I was. Towards the yes. yes. <laughs> I it was like I had this like olive coat on and yes I totally remember you. Oh my gosh! I'm, gl I, I'm glad it was put to use because I think it looked better on you than it did me. <laughs> so so better to gift me as well. It did keep me warm though. So oh good. Years later, thank you again. <laughs> good. I'm sorry I had to take it, but it was borrowed, so that's probably why I had to take it. <laughs> So I was telling some of the D23 team that we were speaking with you and my, my colleague Justin actually sent over a story from a few years ago where you said you were going on a Disney cruise and you oh. said you heard it was like a mall at sea, which yes. I personally take a little issue with because I'm a huge Disney Cruise Line fan. And I also think of it as being well, a pool by the sea, but wanted to know how the cruise was, wanted your thoughts, your reviews. Well, first of all, let me let me calm that because please don't take offense because a mall is my favorite place to be. And that's why I said it <laughs> because I, I have always loved a mall. I love how it's easy access a mall. You get it's, it's one stop shopping. I like a food court. Yep. I love central air. So I love 
malls. And so that was a full, in Tony Hale's world, that was a full compliment because a mall on water is my dream. (laughs) (laughs) So that, just to clarify that, I loved it. But we had a great time. And by the way, I never say no to an all-you-can-eat buffet. (laughs) So that was very exciting. And not just one, but there were several during the day. So that was exciting. But it was just like, I'll never forget. Like, cause my my daughter and we went with with another, um, some friends who had kids around my daughter's age. And it was just like, you, I felt, I don't know, you felt like your kids were safe and there were Mickey bars. Which was very exciting. But I don't know. It was just, I remember one time, I mean, the kids were young and they were in that, you know, they had that kids club situation Mm -hmm. and they, they, they had a blast and then the parents could go upstairs and have a nice adult evening and, and have dinner. And it was just, we loved it. We absolutely loved it. Tony, we love to always ask our guests about some of their Disney favorites. So we're going to start with what is your favorite Pixar movie that is not Toy Story 4? Okay, easy. Inside Out. It is one of the most brilliant. And I would even, I even put that in the category of not just Disney, but favorite films. Because Mm -hmm. the way that they personified and explained the emotional life in a child and put to that form, I think was genius. So that's one of my favorite films. How about your favorite Disney song? Oh, my favorite Disney song would, okay. I've heard, oh, I heard so many. <laughs> Cause there's, I have to admit, there's some that have seared themselves into my brain to a fault because I <laughs> listened to them so many times when I watched them with my daughter. It's amazing. The first song I thought about was Be Our Guest. Mm. There's a hospitality to it that is like, I don't know. I just like, <laughs> I like all the utensils coming to life. Speaking of foreshadowing with Forky, I mean, of course, oh. Be Our Guest would be my favorite because the utensils came to life. What else? <laughs> There's some that really hit you. The, the um, uh, what is the one um, from Mulan? It might be Reflection, but I heard it in the car so much. And it's just a beautiful song. Oh, wait. Uh, what's the one in water? How Far I'll Go? Moana. Yes, Moana, yes. yes. How Far I'll Go. That How Far Will I Go is a stunning song. It's the one where she goes out uh, for the first time onto the water. And yes, to, yeah. yes. That's a beautiful song. I love Amazing. that song. Excellent choice. Favorite Disney movie that isn't Pixar? Okay, favorite Disney movie that's not Pixar. You realize I'm repeating the question just to think. You know, that's the only reason I'm repeating the question. <laughs> totally acceptable. Okay, favorite Disney movie that is not Pixar. I think... There was something about, you know, and I'm going to get off this and then think of one and kick myself, but there's something about Fantasia that just Mm. was, I think at the time, I mean, there's been a lot of, you know, fantastic movies, but at the time when I saw it, it was, it just blew my mind because the color and just everything happening at the same time. So I think that probably made the biggest impression on me. Hmm. Okay. Favorite Disney character that is not from a Toy Story movie. I think I'm just going to go to, oh, I apologize because I'm forgetting names, but I, just because I immediately go to Inside Out and I love, it was, I think Richard Kind did the voice. Bing Bong. Bing Bong, yes. I just loved, he came alongside her and just that whole story. And then I loved how sadness came alongside her. All of that mm. was just beautiful. 
Yeah, but I love Bing Bong. Switching gears out of song and film, give us your favorite Disney Parks attraction. Hmm. I think, because when I was there promoting Toy Story, it sounds, it sounds like I'm about to start crying, but I just got something in my throat. <clears throat> um, Tony, we know you're crying. It's like totally fine. Was, what if this was the question that I started crying on? It was, <laughs> was, was a theme park ride. That would be a sad truth. Okay, I would say... I think it's because when I was there promoting Toy Story, we rode Avatar. Was that the new ride? Yeah, Flight of Passage. In Orlando, was that mm-hmm. Orlando? Yeah, where you were yeah. soaring over the- yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, because I love California Adventure where you're flying above um, California, but man, that Avatar ride took it to another level. Mm. Absolutely. Um, well, so you were at Disney World promoting Toy Story. Favorite Disney Parks snack? Oh, good question. Uh, this is favorite interview so far. Okay, Dave, uh, I just, I never can go wrong with kettle corn. There's always mm. kettle corn. Always happy. I love the salty sweet. It always wins. Nice. Well, sadly, we're at our last question. We ask this to every guest, but what is your favorite Disney memory? <laughs> what if I was like, the time I got lost and I couldn't find my <laughs> No, um, I uh, found yourself. I mean, Tony, that would say a lot about you. You were saying this was like therapy for you. So exactly. (laughs) And that trauma started Buster Blue. Um, No, um, my favorite Disney memory would be, I mean, honestly, I think it's the first time I brought my daughter to Disney because I knew it was coming and I knew just how blown away. I didn't know how blown she, away she would be, but it was like watching that unfold. And also just these characters that we saw on a screen, just seeing her see them come to life and come up to her was like pretty special. Aww. How old how? was she, do you remember? Oh gosh, I, she was probably four or five. Mm. Yeah. Aww, cute. And it was really sweet. Tony, it has been such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for being on our podcast. And thank you again for the jacket. (laughs) I wish you still had it. Uh, I still have the memory. That's what matters. That is what matters. Well, I'm glad you're warm. (laughs) (laughs) And congratulations on the Mysterious Benedict Society. We've seen a few episodes. We can't wait to watch the rest. Oh, thank you so much, guys. I really love it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Well, I like, I mean, we did get two Tonys for the price of one here. So I'm, I'm always happy you to have sure another did, Tony. people. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Inside Out is his favorite movie that he like, that's a, I, I wasn't oh, expecting wow. that. And it's a good call. Absolutely. Right. Well, everybody, thanks again for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen and subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, use the hashtag, please, D23 Inside Disney. And for all the latest Disney info, check out d23.com. We'll be back next week with more Disney news and a fantastic guest. And Sherry. And Sherry on an all new episode of D23 Inside Inside Disney. Disney.